Krista, it is wonderful to have you on Uncover Wealth Radio today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Excellent. So today we are speaking about running a lean business, but what is a lean business? So honestly, if you think about the word lean, it really means eliminating waste. And Mm -hmm. so if you think about so many businesses, there's so many extra things that are in the business that cause overwork and cause overwhelm and cause unnecessary expenses. So when you're running a lean business, it means you're really focused on just those things that are adding value for your customers, profitability for your business, and you're truly leaning out. You're getting rid of everything else and all that waste and all that noise in the business. That sounds awesome, Krista. And that is uh, something after my own heart as well. I often speak about money leaks in a business and money just disappearing out because it's not being put to good use. So uh, it sounds very similar to what I like to preach as well. So why is running our business lean so critical to our next level growth in our business? Yeah. So if you guys think back to when you first started your business, right? And when you're in what I call the emerging stage, other people call startup stage, the nature of that stage when you're trying to find that product market fit is you tend to say yes to everything, right? You're trying to see what works. You're like, yeah, I'll try that. Sure. I'll do that. Yes, 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 yes. And what you end up doing is you end up building A, you end up building a muscle of taking on too much and doing too much. Um, But B, you just have too much in the business. Mm. And when you really want to level up and you want to move out of emerging into the growth stage or out of the growth stage into scale, or you want to keep leveling up, you really do have to lean out. You have to get really focused on what does your business actually do? Who do you actually serve? What are your core offers, your core programs, those core things that you're known for? And you need to get rid of the rest of it because the reality is it's just not sustainable, right? We all want sustainably successful businesses. We want that reliable revenue that's coming in all the time so we know we can consistently generate profit. And you can't do that when you're scattered and you're all over the place and you're completely entirely burnt out. And just even the work that you're doing suffers from a quality perspective because you're just so exhausted, right? And so you do truly need to lean out in order to level up and sustain that success, which to me is why we do this, right? It's not just for the quick wins. It's for the long haul and that true sustainable success in business. Yeah, absolutely. And I can completely, again, link in with exactly what you're saying, because I will sometimes get clients who come to me and their business is not really doing financially what they want it to, but they've got seven different offers on and they're not actually focusing on one thing. They're, they're too spread out. They're spread way too thin and they can't sustain all the bits. And often when they actually get rid of a lot of the stuff, which is really scary because they think I'm going to cut my revenue if I get rid of the stuff. But actually we often find the opposite is true, don't we? Where we actually get rid of the excess and we have these one or two things that we focus on. And actually that means that we can grow and flourish as a result of those things. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's so important if you think about so many successful people, like just think about the people that you think of that you really admire in business, you frequently can say, oh, they're the person that does X. Mm -hmm. 
And they may have a couple different offers. They may have a couple different ways they deliver X, but you know what they stand for and you know what they do. And I think a mistake a lot of business owners make in the beginning is they try to be all the things to all the people. And what they end up not doing is being the person that does X. And the quicker you can get there, I mean, just think about if you've got those seven different programs that you're mentioning and they're all a little bit different, the overhead that goes along with mm -hmm. that, yeah. the confusion, honestly, for your customers, mm -hmm. because offer one through three might be right for this customer and four is right for this customer and five and six for this customer. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier easier when you are focused and you give your customers that clarity of why they want to work with you. People will come to you and ask for other things all the time. <laughs> like no worries about, you know, mm. alienating people, but you make it really clear who you're for and what you do. And that's how you skyrocket your success pretty quickly. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. So what do we need to do to understand how we can actually lean out? How do we, how do we get there? If we're, if we're in a place where we've got all this stuff going on in our business, how on earth do we decide what we actually need to focus on? So the first thing that I recommend, and I think this is so critical for absolutely everybody, is you start with a next level vision. Mm -hmm. And so I think you have to know where you're going and what that future state looks like and what, you always start with the end in mind, right? So as far into the future as you can see, what do you see for your business? And what do you see for yourself and your lifestyle and how you fit into that business? So what's the role that you wanna have? Are you like the empire builder who wants the big, huge team? Or do you wanna do more like a laptop lifestyle type of business? Mm. Because the decisions you make on a day-to-day -day basis are gonna be very different based on the type of business that you wanna have. And then ultimately in the future, where do you see your customers? I think a lot of people don't think about their customers when they're doing vision exercises. And I think it's so important because your customers are how you have a business. Mm -hmm. And so what is it that they're going to want from you at that point in the future? How are you helping them at that point in the future? And if you can kind of paint that really vivid picture, not a vision statement, but just like really truly, what do you see for mm -hmm. your business and yourself and your customer in the future? I feel like what that helps you do is it's the first step in leaning out and it helps you answer, are these things that I have in my business? now or these things I'm considering the right things? Are they directionally correct with where I see things going in the future? Um, and again, when you layer that customer component and you're starting to think about who are the customers I want to work with and how do I want to help them? And sometimes you'll find you have things for customers that aren't actually your ideal customer or that person you want to work with long term. So I always say, start with the end in mind, start with the vision, and then take your vision and turn it into near-term goals. So I'm a big fan of 90-day goal setting. Um, it's something I teach and work with all of my clients on. And so now that you know the long-term of where you wanna go, what can you do in the next 90 days to start help making that a reality? And then when you're looking at that, right, vision answers, is it the right thing? The 90-day goal answers the question, is it the right thing right now? And a lot of times you'll find that so much of what you have in your business is not the right thing right now or the right thing at all. And it's a good filter to put new opportunities and new things that seem like the thing you just have to do <laughs> through to say, does this actually align with where I want to go? And does this align with what I'm focused on right now? Nice. I love it. Um, I, I, a couple of things that I pick up on there that I, I really resonate with as well is linking that business and life together and understanding what the mix together actually looks like because so many people are over here going, oh yeah, and I want my business to look like this. And then it's kind of like, well, wait, hang on. How does your life slot in there? Do you want to 
be going on holiday or vacation every three months? How does that work with this thing that you've designed over here? Or, you know, if you want to do the kids pick up and drop off, how does that align with the thing you've built over here? And actually looking at them both together is so incredibly important to end up with the overall picture of the life that we want to live, which includes how our business meshes into that. Totally. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I think you can't have one without the other and have long-term sustainable success. Mm -hmm. Sure. In the early days, sometimes you sacrifice some stuff in your personal life to get your business up and running. We all have periods where business takes more, you know, priority and personal takes more priority, but you have to eventually try to achieve some form of balance or else it's just not sustainable. Completely agree. Completely agree. And the other thing that I love that you spoke about was the 90-day plans, distilling those big goals and taking them down into a 90-day action plan and then working out actually what does matter now, what doesn't matter now. Critical, really critical. What I see so many people have is they're like, yeah, I've got a vision, I've got goals. But when you look at what they do on a day-to-day basis, they're not at all in support of that vision or goals. It's like they have two different things and you need them to connect. You want to be so intentional with your time and what you're focused on. And if you take the time to have that clear vision, to have that clear 90-day goal and then build a plan around it so that the things you do on a day-to-day basis are the things that actually make that goal a reality, then that makes your vision a reality, right? It's, that's the way that you want to do it. You want to make sure there's not a disconnect between the two. Yeah. And so how do you, how do you actually do that from a, okay, these are, these are the projects I'm going to work on in the next 90 days, or these are the actions. How do you kind of do that on a practical level? Yeah. So my method, I take people through four different stages, four different pillars, right? And so we start with the context and the context is the vision and the goals and kind of where you want to go. Then we move into clarity and that's where you like actually get pen to paper and get down to like, here's what we're actually going to do. So I always recommend the next step after you set your 90 day goal is to build a six month roadmap. Very high level. This isn't detailed, but this is, you need to know beyond the next 90 days what you're doing, because the reality is you probably need to do things in the next 90 days to enable the start of those things, you know, 90 days later. And a lot of times people miss that and that slows them down. So we start with a six month roadmap and then we look at that. And what I tell people is think about these goals that you've just set or the one goal, which I recommend for 90 days. And let's break that down. How do you actually deliver that? And along with the one goal, we look at your sales targets for that particular 90 days. We look at your growth. Like what are your channels? Is your primary means of reaching new customers? social media, let's say, we'll we'll use Instagram as an example. Well, what marketing campaigns are you going to do and what are you going to do on Instagram in the next 90 days in order to actually hit those, you know, conversion rates that you have, all of the different things that kind of go beyond that. So you want to make it really tangible and really real. So you start with the goal, then you say, what can I do to actually break this down and reach these goals? And you do it both from the projects you need to do, because sometimes you need to build a new program. You need to actually put together the launch emails, right? There's a lot of work that you need to do, but then there's also the marketing component of it, of how are you going to actually get this in front of your customer and reach them in the right way? at the right time so that they're taking the action that you want them to take. Nice. I love it. I love how specific and tangible those actions are. So it's not just, I'm going to go and market on Instagram. We're actually saying, okay, these are the campaigns that I'm going to run on Instagram. This is the type of content I'm going to put out there. This is my call to action. This is how I'm going to drive people and all those things. Because I think that 
uh, many people probably when they're in that planning process, if they plan in depth at all, it is just, I'm going to market on Instagram and it's kind of parked there. And what doesn't necessarily then happen are those next really specific action steps. And then of course, blocking out time in your diary to actually take action on those steps as well. Yeah, I always recommend to everybody that they work in focus blocks because mm -hmm. you get so much more done. You're so much more productive. And especially when you have that clarity around the right things to be working on right now, you can pull together all of your content management in four hours, right? If you can give yourself a half day focus block, you can pull together all of your emails, all of your social media. When you have that clarity on what the marketing campaign is, you can do it very strategically and very intentionally. So it's not a random, oh, I should throw out a post today to promote my new program, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? It's, it's yeah. much more intentional. And then you're building that connectivity across everything you're doing. So people are getting a consistent message and consistent experience, regardless of where they interact with you, if it's through your email or if it's through social media or however else they work with you. Nice. And I'm assuming as part of this, you have some kind of sort of, I guess, sort of feedback loop situation where you say, okay, what's been working, what's not working, what do I start, what do I stop? Yeah, so I had mentioned there's four pillars. So the mm. first one's context, second one is clarity, the third one is commitment, like you mm. need to go all in and make sure that you're getting this done no matter what crazy stuff gets thrown in your way because things will. Yes. But the fourth one is Kaizen. And Kaizen is a lean concept that's all about small continuous improvements. And it is all about that feedback and that reflection and analyzing what's working and making those small tweaks and adjustments so that you're constantly moving things forward and constantly making things better and better. So to me, that's critical and something that you need to work in. And I'm a big fan of just-in-time planning. So I think at a high level, you always wanna have your longer term plans, but in the short term, like the daily plans, the weekly plans, you do the those just in time. So every Sunday I create my weekly plan. Every morning I create my daily plan. And I do that intentionally because of that feedback. You want to actually be looking and saying, what's working? What's not working? What do I need to shift and adjust? Is this landing and resonating with people? Or do I need to maybe just change the positioning a little bit on it? But if you do too much too far in advance, you end up locked in sometimes to things that aren't working. Yeah, I've certainly fallen foul of that myself. And, and I do something similar now where I do my weekly plan on a Monday morning. I have an hour blocked out where I do that. And then every morning I have 15 minutes where I come in and I do my daily plans. But I have definitely fallen foul of the getting really excited about a project, planning out every single step that I need to take for the next two months and it just falling apart after about a week because all the other stuff also happens in our businesses and in our lives and it just kind of dying a death slowly. <laughs> Agreed. And I think it's so important to do that at a high level. Like you want to know the big rocks. You want to yeah. know the sequencing of the big rocks, but you don't need to know that, you know, three months from now at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, you're mm -hmm. going to work on this. Exactly. So it's, it's, you know, that balance of level of planning that you need to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely agree. I definitely agree. I, th I think we're, we're kind of singing from the same hymn sheet on planning and, and love for planning. And the fact that, you know, I firmly believe that the time that you spend planning saves you so much time elsewhere, but I I know a lot of people are quite worried about planning or scared about planning or they feel 
like their time is wasted on planning or there's somebody who says, you know what, I just want to do what I feel in the moment and those kinds of things. What do you say to those types of people? Yeah, honestly, I think they probably, when they think of planning, are thinking of more of the prescriptive, have to do this really in-depth planning in advance. Mm. And I actually personally work in a flow state. So I don't, you know, in advance know exactly what I'm going to do. I know where I'm going. I know what my priorities are for the week. Mm. And then I'm more kind of dynamically during the day, try to play to my strengths and say, you know what, I'm feeling really, really creative today. I'm going to work on my content today. Nice. I'm not feeling super creative today. It's I'm going to do my back office type of stuff today. And so I think that with the right plan, you actually give yourself all of the freedom and flexibility to work in the way that you want to, but you do have to do that high level plan. Otherwise, honestly, it's going to take you so much longer to get where you're going. And you may feel like it's really great that you can kind of do what you want and you get there, but you'll get there a lot quicker with a lot less wasted time with a lot less wasted money if you actually are more strategic about it. So I say, create your vision, create your 90 day plan, do that high level, you know, overview of what you're going to do when just from a understanding the sequencing of activities perspective, but give yourself the freedom and flexibility on a weekly and daily basis to more dynamically figure out where do I want to focus right now that's going to deliver on that plan. And so I think the resistance really just comes from feeling like it needs to be a ton of time and very prescriptive and it doesn't need to be. So you mentioned exactly what I tell people, right? I call it the 15 by one model. If you have that long-term kind of plan, you know your, your 90 day plan at a high level, you should be able to plan your week in an hour a week and your day in 15 minutes a day. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that effectively mm. unless you have that 90 day plan and that longer term kind of roadmap as to where you need to go. Tell us, how does your 90-day lean-out planner help us with this planning process? Yeah, so all of the things that I walk people through, I put it in the planner so people actually can put that pen to paper nice. and write it down. Because as much as I'm a very digital person, and I think many of us mm. are, there's something about writing something that just makes it oh, much nice. more real. <laughs> and so I'm a big fan of actually writing, right? And so that was part of why I created the planner. You'll notice yes. anytime I do things, I put everything on sticky notes. Mm. I even created sections in the planner that per are perfectly sized for <laughs> sticky notes. <laughs> Beautiful. But it takes you through doing your vision, breaking that down into your six month roadmap, your 90 day plan, there's daily, weekly. So it takes all the different things that I teach people and just gives them a real actionable way to do it. And sure you could do it all online, but there's just something about that physical product that I knew I wanted to add it. And my customers do seem to really like it and to be able to kind of flip through and look back at what they actually accomplished. Yeah, I'm also a big fan of writing things down. I'm a big list person and I like to have everything written in front of me, even though I do a lot of stuff online as well. So how can we get hold of one of your planners? Yeah, absolutely. So my website's leanoutmethod.com. You can find links to the planner there as well as right. other things. But yeah, it's you can you know get that. I ship it out pretty quick and get it in your hands so you can start doing your planning. Excellent. I think that is awesome. And, uh, and I highly recommend that everyone does plan because it makes your life so much easier when you're running a business. If you have that vision and you have those 90 day plans and the six month roadmap as well. Krista, thank you so much for joining us on Uncover Wealth Radio. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you, how they can follow you on social and all those good things. 
Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So you can find me on leanoutmethod.com. And probably one of the best ways to interact with me is in my private Facebook group. So if you go to leanoutmethod.com slash group, you can get access there. But I go live every single Thursday. I do mini trainings. I answer your questions live. It's a really fun group, really interactive. And we help you stay on track with your plans. I love it, Chris. I will also, of course, put all the links into the show notes for everyone. So you can click on links and connect with Krista and join her group from the show notes. Krista, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you do like what I share, please do come and subscribe to the podcast, perhaps even leave a review so that other people can find this podcast as well and benefit from everything that I am sharing. Also, if you enjoyed, I would love if you want to take a screenshot of this episode, share it out onto your social media platforms. If you do, please, please do tag me. I'm Annette underscore Fergs on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you tag me, I can come along, give you a follow, give you a like and some love over there as well. Until next time. <laughs>